0: All right, if you missed last week, uh, we just talked about, I actually talked out of Romans chapter 8, and about who we are in Christ, understanding that we are righteous because God makes us righteous, understanding that we have his grace and his goodness, but through his grace and his goodness and his righteousness, he now wants to lead us with the Holy Spirit, okay? And so, um, I don't know what your perspective is today of the Holy Spirit, for me Uh, growing up in the Holy Spirit was crazy town, okay? It was people running around our sanctuary. It was people with flags. I had no idea was on the flags or why they had a flag. I was like, did you pack this flag and you brought this flag to church today? Like, good for you, you know what I mean? Like, Like church and the Holy Spirit for me growing up was just kind of a, you know, a little bit of a hot mess. And so um, growing up, to be honest with you, I was really leery to the Holy Spirit and really wanted nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. I just saw it. You know, maybe some Jesus, but this Holy Spirit stuff is weird, okay? Um, But then after I really gave my life to the Lord and I really got committed to Jesus, I realized there is more to this Holy Spirit thing. And I want the power and the grace and the goodness that comes from it. And I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're kind of talking about uh, over the next couple weeks here. Okay. How many of you go, I need some guidance from God? But you wonder sometimes, like, how do I get the guidance from God, okay? How many of you remember Magic 8-Balls growing up? You know what I mean, like... Uh, okay, God, do you want me to date her, yes or no? You know what I mean? shake the magic eight ball, and and it says, like, maybe. And you're like, maybe? What's maybe? What am I supposed to do? I have maybe already. I need, like, a yes or a no. Or, you know, maybe you're trying to find God's will for your life. Or maybe you're trying to understand, like, okay, uh, what does God say about something, situation in my life, but it's not spelled out perfectly black and white in the Bible. Kind of like maybe, you know, should I go on match.com or should I not? (laughs) Oh, listen, that was so good because I love you so much. Seriously. I'm, listen, I'm fine. I'm finding you a man. You know this. You know, that's my personal mission right now. Okay. So, or, or how about this? Okay. What's God's will on who I marry, the job I take, or the house I buy? And the answer is most money, most money, most money. My dad always told me growing up, son, marry for the money. Love can come later, okay? Just, just get the money and run, you know? You know, or maybe, you know, we have to make big decisions in life about places or things or kids. You know, like recently, uh, me and Michael had this conversation. Michael is my 12-year-old son, and he loves the Golden State Warriors, and I hate the Warriors, and I love LeBron, and he hates LeBron. And so we just had to come to a place so that we could find some common ground. And so we decided, okay, we're going to vote for Liz- Lonzo, we're going to vote for Lonzo Ball, and the Lakers together. We're going to get, right, Michael? We're together? Yes? Yes. Okay, listen, we got to find some common ground. So, listen, in life, we're making a lot of decisions all the time, okay? We're making tough decisions, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm poking some fun at this because For a lot of us, we would probably just start hyperventilating and thinking like, listen, I didn't come to church today to get stressed out about all the things that I wake up with every single day and the decisions that I need to make. And I promise you today, I'm not trying to stress you out. And I promise you, you're going to leave with peace and understanding today, okay? But the reality is, is that we live a complex life. And we make a lot of decisions with our jobs and our families and our kids and the relationships that we're in and the decisions about our future. And we're all trying to figure this thing out called life. And we're all trying to go, how do we live in this place called victory? Okay, Because here's the deal, my job as a pastor is to love, to encourage, to feed, and to help you get to a place with your life, your family, your kids, your career, where it's a place that God goes, this is the land of victory. That there is a place, there is a place with good green grass for you and for your family. That's my responsibility, but how do we do that? And I really believe we do this with this answer, we are led by the Holy Spirit, Okay? And for a lot of us growing up, we thought of the Holy Spirit as a goosebump moment in church. Or we thought about it. I mean, my picture of the Holy Spirit is this lady in our church that would yell out things that she would be like, Thus says the Lord. And I'd be like, Oh God, no, no, the Lord is not in you today, you know, but every Sunday, she had a word, and I've shared this story before, where I had one of my best friends, the rule was, if you grew up in our house, and you, you know, spent the night, on Sunday, you had to come to church, and so my best friend, Wade, we played basketball together, he decided to spend the night, one Saturday night, and I was like, bro, you don't want to do this, man, like, this is, this isn't a good situation, man, he'd be like, no, man, I'm, I'm gonna spend the night, I'm gonna come to church with you in the morning, I'm like, I'm like, listen, I'll tell you one thing that's good. We get donuts every Sunday morning before we go to church, okay? But then, from then on, it is a downhill slope. It is like a slow car crash, my man. You know what I mean? And so... We're at church on this Sunday morning, and, and like, it's the most normal, sane Sunday morning that I'd ever been a part of, and I was about to cry, to be honest with you. I was just like, God, you're so good, you know what I mean? Like, like, Wade's here, and it's a good day, and, and then sure enough, this lady goes, thus says the Lord, and I almost wanted to be like, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, you know what I mean? And man, it got crazy, and it got wild, okay? So, our thoughts sometimes have to do with that. Or sometimes our thoughts have to do with what? I just don't even understand anything about the Holy Spirit. You know, some of us didn't grow up with the Holy Spirit. And we have no perspective of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so today I want to talk about how we allow God to lead us with the Holy Spirit. Go with me to John chapter 16. If you got a Bible, if you don't, we're going to have it on the screen for you this morning. John chapter 16, verse 13, it says this. When the spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus giving us insight. When the spirit of truth comes, Jesus was saying, when I go ascend to the Father, I'm going to spend, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you. And when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. That's the Holy Spirit's job, is to bring us into a place of truth and understanding of what God's will is for our life. When He speaks, He does not speak on His own, but He will be telling you what He has heard, okay? He will tell you about the future. Um, We started this church about a year and a half ago, and um, about two years ago, one of my best friends, uh, Brandon Lepley, he actually moved from Michigan, moved his whole entire family from Michigan down and helped us plant and start this church. And we had this idea that, you know, we were going to be doing this for the rest of our lives and we we're going to do it together. And, and it was just going to be, an, you know, an awesome thing for our lives and our future. And I'll never forget, um, it, was, it was last, last November, December-ish. And I was just praying and spending some time with the Lord, and the Lord just kind of dropped into my heart. He just said, you know, Brandon's going to have to go back home. Um, Brandon needs to take his family back home to Michigan. And I knew what the Lord was saying. I knew what the Lord was saying was that this was a season and a time for Brandon and his family to move down and to help us, but Brandon was going to need to take his family back home and, and back to their family. And so about a month and a half went by, and, and I knew what the Lord had spoken to my heart. And eventually Brandon just said, hey, we need to sit down. And we sat down, and I go, you're, you're going home, right? And he goes, how do you know? Did, like, did somebody tell you this? Did something? I'm like, no. The Lord gave me a heads up. This is what the Holy Spirit does in our life. The Holy Spirit speaks to us about our future. So now when I get into that conversation with Brandon, I'm not blindsided. I'm not like freaking out because the Lord has already padded me. The Lord has already spoken to me about things to come. And this is what the Holy Spirit does in our life. Now, I want to encourage all of us for a second, okay? I know that all of us may have different stories. And some of us, we may have stories where we felt like, okay, the Lord spoke this to me to go do this, and I did it, and I prayed, and I believed, and I sought the Lord, and I stuck with it, but it never worked out. It never panned out and never ever came together and I trusted the Lord and I thought I heard the Lord but obviously I didn't hear the Lord because what I went and did didn't work out anybody got a amen on that in your life okay I know I have a lot of those moments and a lot of those stories in my life now on the other end like I said earlier there's a lot of us that may not have even grown up with the Holy Spirit And we don't have any idea about this. Or some of us may have been on the journey with the Lord and at one point in time took an unexpected exit ramp. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of ADD sometimes in life. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, look, it's a pretty bird. There we go. You know what I mean? And Jess is like, look at the road, please. You know, I think sometimes this happens with our life with Jesus Sometimes we're on the road, we're on the journey, we're on the path that God has for us and all of a sudden we see an exit ramp and it really wasn't God's exit ramp but it was something that is our exit ramp and we take the exit ramp and we find ourselves in a place where we're going, where's God in my life? You know, Or maybe we've all had a moment where we've gotten offended or hurt or disappointed or discouraged by a situation or maybe even something that happened in church. I mean, I've been in ministry for 17 years now. People get hurt. People get their feelings, you know, messed up. People get disappointed. People get frustrated. Things happen. And and over the course of maybe either of these stories, we get to a place where we're really not allowing Jesus to lead our life. We're really not allowing the Holy Spirit to direct our lives. We're just kind of tagging Jesus onto my life. But really, I'm the one driving this car and taking it wherever it needs to go. But I want to suggest to you today that God has a really great plan for your life. A really great plan. And he knows you. He knows you personally. I don't know who you are in that black hat. I said hi to you as you were walking. I'm sorry if I'm embarrassing you at all. But I want you to know as soon as I saw you this morning, God was like, I got such a great plan for his life. I am working my plans out for his life. And I want him blessed, and I want him favored, and I want his goodness on his life. God is really, really for you, and he's really, really, really with you. I promise you that, okay? So today, let's take a look at some ways that we allow the Holy Spirit to lead in God and direct our lives. And number one is this. We allow the Holy Spirit to lead our life by the Word of God, the Bible, okay? This is the thing, the staple that we put our assurance, our confidence on. And the Bible says this in Matthew chapter four, verse four, it says, but Jesus told him he's speaking to the enemy. He said, no, the scriptures say people don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Listen, the word of God is critical. The Word of God is critical to know His will for your life. The Word of God is critical to know what God wants for your future and your family. I promise you, whenever you hear God's voice, it's going to sound a lot like the Word of God. Okay? Listen, when we went to uh, start the church, I remember the Lord directing me to the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter one. In Joshua chapter one, he's speaking uh, to Joshua. And in three different times, it says to be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. Listen, God was speaking to us in that season of starting the church where we had nothing to be bold and courageous and to walk in faith and to trust him, okay? But I have to have the word of God in me Okay? I have to have a great base for my life. It's like when I build a house, I have to have a wonderful foundation. If the foundation's good, the house is crap. right? Okay? But if the foundation's strong, we can build a great, beautiful home. Okay? We have to have a solid foundation called the Word of God. Number one, being led by the Holy Spirit is being led by the Word of God. Number two is this. The Holy Spirit leads by witness. Okay? Go with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans 8, 5 through 9, and it says this. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. Okay? Now, I think sometimes we look at passages of scripture and we think oh that's like a verse for like people that are unbelievers you know what i mean they're dominated by the sinful nature because they're an unbeliever and they don't know christ i can assure you that over the last 18 years of knowing christ that my mind has been in some sinful places okay i can assure you that my thoughts had moments that they were dominated not by the spirit but by my flesh Okay? And so sometimes it's not a, a, a moment where God's trying to beat you over the head and go, you're a terrible person. Okay? That's not the case at all. But it's a moment that you recognize and you realize, oh, according to the word of God, my thoughts are dominated by the cares and the worries and the thoughts of this world. And my thoughts aren't really dominated by what God thinks. And, and one's going to lead to death and one's going to lead in a different direction of peace. So verse six, so letting your sinful nature control you leads to death, but allowing the spirit to control your mind leads to a life of peace. Verse seven, a sinful nature always is hostile to God. and never did want to obey God's laws and it never will. Verse eight, that those who are still under control of the sinful nature can never please God, but those who are controlled But those that are not controlled by the sinful nature, you are not controlled by the sinful nature. Sorry, lost my son. But you are not controlled by the sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit and the Spirit of God living inside of you. Verse 16, it says this, the Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are children of God. Okay, so what is Romans saying? Romans is saying this, that the Holy Spirit's job is to give me confidence in who I am in Christ okay? Um, I don't know if you've ever felt this way before, but I know I've had moments in my life where I'm like, am I saved? (laughs) Like, I don't know about you, okay? Maybe it's just me, but I've had moments where I've questioned my salvation. I've questioned, man, does God really love me? I question, is God really for me? Does God really, you know, have my back even though I've been making a bunch of terrible decisions in life, and I'm not leading my wife or my kids very well right now. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is there to give us confidence. It's there to ensure to us that, yes, God is for you, and that God loves you. That's why when we're in worship, and you feel God's goodness, or you feel God's love, or you feel God's grace. Um, I remember Bruce, uh, when Bruce first started coming to our church, Bruce would tell me, he'd be like, man, I just cry in worship sometimes. And he'd be like, why do I cry in worship? Because I was like, listen, that's just God assuring you that he loves you, that he's for you. The Holy Spirit is there to assure with our uh, hearts that that we have confidence in him, okay? But it also does this. It gives us a knowing. The spirit bears with our spirit as we're making decisions about the future, okay? So let's take this. When we went to start the church, okay, we had no jobs. We had no money. (laughs) We had no congregation. We had no building. We had no idea where we were going to live, okay and I remember one week when I was in Dayton and somebody that I truly love and respect um, said, "Hey, can, can I just take you out to lunch? I know there's a lot going on in your life right now. Do you mind if I just kind of take you out this week?" I said, "Sure, I'd love to spend some time with you." And so we go to lunch and I'm sitting out with this individual, and they're asking questions about our future, and they're asking questions about, you know, what we're called to do. And, um, And at one point in the conversation, this individual just looked at me, and he said, Jeff, I think you're making a horrible mistake with your life. He's like, you have no real plan right now. He's like, you have no money. You have no job. You have three children to take care of. Like, what? it was kind of like one of these moments, like, kind of like, what are you thinking right now? Like, you're about to walk off the edge of a cliff, and you don't even know it, and I'm trying to help you right now. And I simply looked at this person, and I said, listen, I really value who you are. I value your opinion. I love you. I love your family. I love that you spent time to take me out to lunch today, but I got to let you know something. I know that 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 I am called to do this. And I don't know how it's all gonna work out and I don't know where all the money's gonna come from and I don't know what building we're gonna have and I don't know what home we're gonna live in and I don't even know who's gonna show up but I know this, that I am called to do this, that God is destined for me to do this and I'm gonna go do what God called me to do. And this person, I mean, looked at me, I mean, much, much older than me, looked at me like, all right, best of luck to you, you know? But I knew. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit affirms with our spirit and lets us know, yes, you are on track. You are on my track. And even though sometimes on God's track and plan, it may look chaotic, It may look different. It may look like I don't really understand everything that's happening right now in this moment, but I know that I know that I know that God is for me. He's not against me. He is with me and that he's affirming in my heart and giving me confidence about this direction that I'm taking right now in my life. It's so incredibly valuable. Now, it works the same way on the other end. Now, we started the church. We actually didn't start over here. We started in Little Miami, okay? My man Shannon in the back knows this. Shannon and his family came on week two, okay? We actually started a high school called Little Miami High School. I mean, it is like in the middle of nowhere i mean i mean literally like if you're starting a church this is this is probably the worst place you could ever start a church in the history of starting churches okay i mean it's just out in the middle of nothing and for some reason i felt really really called to start there now now for shannon Okay, Shannon has nothing but great memories of that, okay? I mean, he was like him and Bruce and Stevie and and, um, who else uh, was the Dave and Hannah. I mean, this is where they started with the church, okay? And I love that they loved those seasons, okay? Now, for some reason, when we started, I'll never forget week one, we had week one. And then I remember going into week two, okay? Because we were only there for five weeks. Week two, I'm driving to the school. The second week of the church that we have started. Feeling like, God, I don't want to go this morning. And why don't I want to go? And I remember getting there. I remember looking at Matt. He was like, it's going to be a great day. And I'm thinking, Matt's thinking, no, it's not going to be a great day. What are we doing here? You know what I mean? And I remember week three came, and the feeling got stronger. And I remember week four came, and the feeling got even stronger. And I'll never forget, I, I just got to the place in week four where I was like, I just feel like we're not supposed to be here. This isn't where God wants us to be. Now, is that maybe where God wanted us to start? Maybe, yeah, because we met some incredible people, and they've changed our lives, and we've changed their lives. But the reality was, I knew that I knew that I knew that Little Miami School was not where God destined for that church to be. And so it works in both ways in our life. Number three is this. The Holy Spirit leads us by the still, small voice Inside 1 Kings chapter 19, 11 through 12, it says this, Go stand before the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah, uh, Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by with a mighty windstorm and hit the mountain. Okay? It was such a terrible blast with the rocks, it tore them loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Verse 12, after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was what? A sound of a gentle whisper. This is how God speaks to us sometimes. It's a still, small voice inside of us. Now, the question is, which voice are we listening to? Because we have the voice of our head, we have the voice of the enemy, and then we have the voice of the Good Shepherd, the Holy Spirit, okay? And somehow, we have to decide which voice is which in my heart and in my life, and which voice am I going to follow, okay? Now, here's the deal, okay? Your head will always sound a lot like your feelings, okay? Now, I did just celebrate my birthday. I'm 37. My dad called me and said, hey, what's up, old man? And I was like, man, come on. And and it was was a great day. But you got to understand, for me, July 28th is always a really, really tough day. Um, A lot of you don't know my story. My mom and dad split up when I was three. Uh, I've never talked to my dad in my life. Uh, When I was three, I actually went and lived with my grandparents. My grandparents were my mom and dad. Uh, When I was nine, my grandpa got cancer, and my grandpa actually died on my 11th birthday. And so July 28th is always a great day, but it's always a day that is really personal to me. My grandpa was my dad. So it's a really personal day, sorry. So what I feel On July 28th, is pretty tough sometimes, but what I feel on July 29th is completely different than what I feel on July 28th, and what I feel on July 30th is completely different than what I feel on July 29th. Listen, our feelings are really, really great. God gave them to us, but our feelings are not a great gauge for us to gauge how we're doing with the Lord and how we should follow the Lord, okay? Our feelings, most of the time, are not going to match up with the will of God. I just promise you that, okay? Our feelings are crazy, you know? I mean, I have a feeling right now for some great pizza after church, to be honest (laughs) with you, you know what I mean? Uh, they go up and down, they're all over the place. Feelings are not a great gauge. and our head, a lot of times sounds like our feelings. Now we have the enemy's voice. okay What does the enemy sound like? The enemy sounds like this: fear, discouragement, lack of confidence, anxiety, frustration, anger, bitterness, and lack. not having enough resource. So anytime, You hear something in your mind, in your soul, that comes from fear or discouragement or anxiety or bitterness or anger. You can know that you know that you know that is not the voice of the Lord. That is not Him leading and guiding you. Okay? Now we have the voice of the Holy Spirit. What does the voice of the Holy Spirit sound like? It sounds like this. Faith, wisdom, clear direction, inspiration, divine insight. And when we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, what happens? What's the result? It is peace, power, desire, joy, freedom. Listen, the Lord is never going to lead you into harm. And I know that sometimes it may feel, because like, listen, when we started this church, it felt like I was in harm's way every day of my life. Every day of my life, I was trying to figure out, how am I going to feed my kids? Every day, I'm, I, I'm trying to figure this all out, but God's going, no, 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 I have this all worked out. You just need to be faithful to what I'm asking you to do, and I promise you I will take care of you. Promise. But it always leads you to a place of strength and victory. To be honest with you, I, I have a lot of friends that have been connecting with me just recently going, listen, you guys started a church a year and a half ago, and it looks like you guys are having some real... Great success, like, what are you doing right? I'm like, I just follow the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, because they want, they want like, they want like little nuggets of like, you do this and you do this and you do this, and this will equal to growth and success and blessing. I'm just like, no, I just follow what the Lord says. And it's amazing to me how quickly, when you're in the sweet spot of the leading of the Holy Spirit, how you will get to a place of true victory and strength in life. I mean we me and Jess we feel so blessed to lead you. We feel so blessed to pastor you. We feel so blessed to love you and that you love us and that you're on this journey with us. And it's amazing how God took I was just telling somebody this morning we started with 17 17 people that believed in this, and we just met, we were meeting with Drew and Farah the other night, and with adults and kids, we have like 167 that are calling the church home now in a year and a half. Man, God is good. God is so faithful, and he's so, so good to us. I heard this story one time about um, an orthopedic surgeon, okay, And uh, he was a spirit-filled man, uh, used by the Lord to make a lot of procedures that are used uh, today. Um, But one day, something happened where he realized that he had a rash on his hand. And to us, that's not a really big deal. We just go get some ointment and kind of work it out. But to a surgeon that's using their hands and putting their hands (laughs) into people's bodies, that's a really big deal. And The story says that this, that he didn't pray just some arbitrary prayer. He said, Lord, I want to know what would you have me to do in this situation? Wanting to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit to know what do I do? And I think that's where we miss it a lot. I know it's where I miss it a lot, where I just miss the opportunities to go, God, what are you saying about this right now? Because I think we have this idea that when we ask God these questions, it has to be about these big, grandiose questions in life. But God's really in the small details also. He really cares about what you and I care about. And so he asked the Lord, Lord, what would you want me to do with this rash? And he says this, that he just felt a small voice inside say, stop using the soap at the hospital. And so he decided... I'm not going to use the soap from the hospital. I'm going to bring my own soap, and he brought his own soap. And within a week, the rash was amazingly gone. Listen, the Lord wants to lead with that still, small voice inside of us to a place of victory in life. Worship team, you guys can come up. Point number four, last point is this, okay? The Holy Spirit leads with peace, okay? Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, it says this, And let the peace that comes from Christ... Okay, where does peace come from? Okay, does it come from our job? Does it come from the home that we own? Does it come from the new car that I want to buy? Does it come from a vacation that we're going to take? Because that's the biggest, you know, idea that we're all wrapped up into all the time is I just need to get to this vacation. I just need to get to the beach. When I get to the beach, man, that is home, and I'm going to find my peace, and I'm going to find my place, and I'm going to be good in my heart. No, it comes from where? It comes from Christ. Christ Christ rules and reigns in our hearts and that is where we find peace on a daily basis for as members of one body you are called to live in peace always being thankful okay how many remember the old game growing up called red light green light remember that red light green light red light green light okay i know i'm such a kid you know i'll play it tonight i promise you okay I always tell people when you're following the Lord, the easiest way is this. Follow peace. Just follow peace. You know, should I should I date this person? Follow peace. I can promise you, I've never had one moment in my life where I followed peace and I went, and I later said, no, I shouldn't have done that. I always tell people it's like this. Uh, let's, let's, let's have a moment of honesty. How many of us stole something when we were a kid? Okay. Raise your hand. Okay. The rest of you are all liars and you're going to hell. Okay. No, no, you're not. Okay. I remember, uh, I was a kid and I was into basketball cards and, um, and I didn't grow up with a lot of money. And, um, we would always go to the grocery store and I would always see these basketball cards and we just didn't have money for stuff like that and and I um, I remember I went and I just thought you know what I'm going to I'm going to take some today and and I remember I I was putting my hand on the on the cards and my hand was just sweating and my heart was beating and I remember I took those cards and I shoved them down my pants okay? I literally just shoved them down my pants okay? And, and we're like walking out of the store, and this guy came up and he was like talking to my grandma. He's like, Ma'am, you know, like he's a security guy. He's like, I watched your son steal some cards. And my grandma was like, Did you steal some basketball cards? I was like, No, I would never do that. You know what I mean? And, and she trusted me, and I mean, she like berated this guy, like, I mean, made him feel about this tall, you know, and we got home and I got to my room and I had the basketball cards and I just felt horrible. I mean, just horrible. And I remember I went to my grandma and I was like, I I stole these and she took me back to the store and I had to apologize to the store manager and to the security guy. And I always tell people, it's just like that. Holy Spirit leads with peace. Sometimes you don't understand where he's leading, but you have a peace about it. Just have a knowing. This is where I belong. This is home, or this is the job that I'm supposed to take, or this is what I'm supposed to do. You just have this peace that is just so true and right in your heart. And then there's other times where it's almost like a flashing yellow you know what I mean? Like, it's yellow. And the Lord's like, hey, I just need you to slow down. I just need you to slow down. Your life is going a little too fast and I need you to slow down. And then sometimes it is just an emphatic red light because God's going, listen, I'm not trying to hurt you. And I think a lot of times we feel like God is trying to hurt us, but God is going, no, I need you to stop because I wanna bring you to a place of victory. And if you don't stop, your life is gonna get out of control. And then you're gonna be mad at me, right? Because that's what happens. When life goes away, what do we do? God, I'm so angry at you. How did you allow this to happen? And the reality is what? It wasn't the spirit of God. It was the spirit of stupid on our life, okay? And we decided not to yield to the red light. Trusting God is just trusting in his peace. Why don't you stand up this morning? I think the most important thing that we can ever do is this, is make sure that our hearts are truly in a place that we're receptive to allowing the Holy Spirit to lead our lives. And I don't know what that means for you today. Okay? I don't know where you're at in your journey with the Lord. Some of us have been serving the Lord for a long, long time. Some of us, this is very new. Some of us, you know, we're somewhere in the middle and And I know that circumstances and life and churches and a lot can shape this idea of where my heart is. Okay? But I want to encourage you today. God really is for you. I mean, he's really, really for you. And he really, really loves you. And he doesn't want to lead your life out of a manipulation or control. But he wants to lead it out of a place that he goes, I love you, and I want you to experience my best. You know, I just turned 37, and I was thinking about it 10 years ago when I was 27. And I was just like, man, what a mess my life was when I was 27. I really thought I had some things together, but I really didn't. I really didn't know how to treat my wife. I really didn't know what it was to be a dad. I really didn't know what it was to have healthy finances. I really didn't know what it was like to be faithful and committed to God's plan. But you know, if there was one thing that was right when I was 27, was that I was still in a place that I just said, God, I want you to lead me. It's so powerful. You might not be exactly where God wants you today, but that doesn't mean that God can't take you there. We're on a journey. We're in a journey. You know, I'll end with this. The Holy Spirit sometimes is like learning to ride a bike. You're going to have some amazing moments, and then you're going to have some moments where you fall down and you scrape up your knee and it's not fun. But the reality is this. You don't give up. Okay? Let's not give up on the Holy Spirit. Let's not give up on God. Let's let him have the rightful place in our hearts to lead and to guide and to shape our futures and to lead us to a place of true victory in life. Amen? Come on, throw your hands up if you feel comfortable. Let me pray for you today. Father, we praise you. Praise you. Father, I thank you that you are so good, so rich in mercy and kindness. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would pour out your kindness today. Your mercies that are new every morning. Father, I thank you that you see where each and every single one of us are at in the journey of life. But God, I thank you, God, that if we're connected to you, that you're leading and guiding and directing. So, Father, I pray that you would just lead, that you would start guiding, that you would start speaking. Father, I pray that you'd help us have ears to hear, hearts that are ready to listen and obey and to follow the direction and the plan that you have for us. God, we praise you. Father, I just would, I just lift up everyone that came in here today with hurt and pain. Hurt, pain, frustration, anger, doubts, bitterness. Father, I just release your love. I'll release your love. I don't know why you went through that. I don't know why you went through that hard time. I don't know why. But I know this, that God is still good, he's still faithful, he still loves you, and his love can satisfy your soul like nothing on this earth, if you'll allow it. So, Father, I release your love and your grace into souls today. We thank you, God, that you satisfy our soul and you make us complete and whole in you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Once you to do this, just grab a hand next to you and let's just pray for the person on our right or our left really quick. 20 seconds. Let's just pray God's grace and blessing and favor into their life. Father, hallelujah. Father, we just agree with all these prayers. And we release strength and life according to Ephesians chapter 3, that you would strengthen, that you would heal, that you would restore, that your mighty power would go to work in these situations, and that you would bring life and life to the full. Jesus, we praise you. We thank you for all that you've done here today. We glorify you. And everybody agrees. Said amen, 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 amen. Hey, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being here. Be ready. The Lord will start leading you, and it will be into good places. We love you. We love you. We'll see you next Sunday.